What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Become a part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry with an education from Trinity School of Natural Health. Trinity graduates can empower their communities through natural health principles and techniques, whether they go into practice to guide others toward their wellness goals or open a store to sell their favorite health products. Trinity grads are equipped to change lives. With 19 online programs and flexibility to fit your busy schedule, including the popular Certified Natural Health Professional, you can get the training that helps you turn your passion into a career. And here's the best part. You can earn the certification in less than a year. From herbology to naturopathy and health coaching, Trinity allows you to make a meaningful difference by helping others live healthier, happier lives. Don't wait any longer to pursue your passion for natural health. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. Welcome to Creature Feature, production of iHeartRadio. I'm your host of Mini Parasites, Katie Golden. I studied psychology and evolutionary biology, and today on the show we're talking about redheads. From red fur to red hair to red scales, we're seeing red in a whole new light. Discover this and more as we answer the age-old question, why are red pandas? Joining me today to talk until we're red in the face is video essayist, actor, and writer, and friend of the show, Maggie Mae Fish. Welcome! Hello, Katie. Thank you so much for having me on uh, such a Ostacious episode? Is that a word? Ostacious? It's I think that's like mm. auspicious plus ostentatious, maybe. Alright. <laughs> well, very exciting episode, my dear Katie. <laughs> so uh you've you've actually seen the new movie uh Turning Red, right? The the new Pixar movie? Yes, yes. I oh, have I not <laughs> yet, so no spoilers. Um <laughs> But I, it has something to do with a little girl turning into, well, a, a young lady, perhaps, turning into mm-hmm. a red panda at times. Uh, and it looks adorable. Uh, did you enjoy it? Uh, I, I I was telling you right before we started recording, it's one of uh, my favorite Pixar movies that I've seen uh, in a hot second. Yeah, I loved it. That's great. That's great. Yeah, yeah I mean, <laughs> I promise this is not like a paid advertisement show I'm just really excited <laughs> that there is a Pixar movie that features the red panda because they are uh, adorable, adorable animals, amazing animals. Um, they are adorable. And I will say, this is no spoilers, uh, but red pandas being adorable uh, is a big part of the plot. I'm um, sold so. already. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm absolutely going to see it. Uh, but yeah, I thought that uh, with that movie out, I could do a show on the redheads of the animal kingdom. So we'll start out uh, with some facts about red pandas, and then we're going to move on to some other animals that feature a red head. Uh, and uh, spoiler alert, Ooh. you don't always need hair to be a redhead. Uh, but yeah, so first, mm. let's start out with uh, the fabulous red panda. So Quick facts about Red Panda. First of all, most important fact is they're mm-hmm. incredibly cute. Just yes, number one, it's scientific fact. Yeah, <laughs> very cute. Yeah, there have been whole papers written about how cute it is and how its little tootsie wootsies are just adorable. <laughs> <laughs> so 
Despite the fact that they are called red pandas, they are actually not related to giant pandas, those big, lovable black and white bears. Giant pandas are in the bear family, Ursidae, whereas red pandas are in the Mastoilidae family, which includes weasels, skunks, and raccoons. So they're not, oh. yeah, they're not really related to panda bears, the red pandas, even though they share a similar habitat. Mm. I knew about the raccoons, but I didn't even, I, I, I didn't even think of weasels, but. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nobody well. ever thinks of the poor weasels. <laughs> On purpose. <yes>. Yeah. <laughs> think of the weasels always. <laughs> But yeah, so even though they are in the same clade as bears, they're actually more closely related to walruses than they are to bears. So Whoa. yeah, not not very closely related to panda bears at all. And so just a quick sort of visual description of the red panda. I'm sure a lot of people have seen them because they are a striking animal, very cute. They have this stunning mm -hmm. red fur white-tipped ears, eyebrows, cheeks, and muzzles. They have black rings on their tail and black belly fur. They're typically about the size of maybe a large house cat, but they can weigh up to around 30 pounds or 15 kilograms. So they can get, you know, uh, mm, chubby and chunky. Donkey. Maybe not <laughs> as uh, big as the red panda in the uh, in the movie, but they <laughs> are, they, they're, they're cute little, little dudes. So... What they do share with the giant panda is its habitat. So uh, similar to the giant panda bear, they do live in China. Uh, there are also Himalayan subspecies of red panda. Whoa, yeah. I did not know that. Whoa. Yeah, so they will live in bamboo and mixed forests. They are arboreal, meaning they spend most of their time hanging out in trees. <laughs> Also similar to the giant panda, they have false thumbs that they can use to climb and grasp bamboo, and they also do like to eat bamboo. They are mostly herbivorous and will eat bamboo leaves and shoots and use their little little thumbs not just to climb uh, trees, but also to grab onto a piece of bamboo and pull it down to their mouth and chew mm. on it. <laughs> <laughs> I just did uh, an impression uh, she did. of the animal. I did. <laughs> yes. And it, it was very convincing. I thought I was talking to a red panda. I actually have seen a red panda um, at the San Diego Zoo mm -hmm. uh, a couple months ago. Um, and yeah, uh, they were just sleeping in the trees. <laughs> they love to sleep. It's like their favorite mm. thing to do. They're mm. actually nocturnal crepuscular, meaning they are most active in twilight and at night, um, but during the day they love to sleep and they'll just hang out in a tree like with their little feet just dangling down, <laughs> splayed out. Um, and when it gets cold, they actually can survive in, in cold temperatures like in, in snowy areas. What they'll do is they're still sleeping in the tree, but they'll curl up into a little ball and use that big fluffy tail as a blanket to cover Aww. themselves so they're nice and cozy. I just I love I love the commitment to tree naps in these little dudes. It's just total commitment to the sleepy tree lifestyle. Yeah, yeah, it really makes a person want to do the same. Yeah, crawl into some large tree <laughs> and live there for as long as possible, <laughs> just dangling. <laughs> and it would seem like they'd be sitting ducks lying in those trees, taking all these naps because they're that bright red coloration, and so mm -hmm. like, oh well, wouldn't some kind of predator just go and grab them. But actually, they do have a form of camouflage because in these trees that they like to sleep, they uh, the trees often host big clusters of this rusty brown moss, this kind of reddish brown moss. Uh, and it just kind of mm -hmm. dangles from these trees in big clumps. And so the red panda, when it's dangling and napping, kind of looks like a big clump of <laughs> moss. Whoa. Okay. That make, I was about to ask. I didn't want to ask you too many questions, Katie, but I was going to ask, you know, yeah, how can they sit in a tree all day? 
That's wild. I did not know that. I mean, first of all, you can ask me all the questions you want. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I should not have held back. <laughs> yeah. So um, and one of the reasons they do like to nap so much is that their metabolism is a little weird, uh, similar to the panda. They actually take it it's not so efficient for them to eat bamboo even though it is a successful mm. strategy because bamboo is so plentiful mm -hmm. they actually have a carnivore's gut uh, and they are not very mm. efficient at eating vegetation this is the same as the unrelated giant panda who also has a bear's carn carnivore's gut um mm -hmm. so giant pandas actually the the bears have to eat their mother's poop when they're very young to get the right gut biome mm -hmm. so they can actually digest bamboo. And red pandas have a similar specific gut biome. I wasn't able to find any information on whether they eat their mother's poop. You would think mm -hmm. that if they did that, it would be known. But um, they do have to eat around 30% of their weight in bamboo in order to extract enough energy from it. And which seems like a lot, but they're actually mm -hmm. a little more efficient than giant pandas because they're able, the red panda is able to digest around 30% of the vegetation they eat, whereas giant pandas can only digest around 17% of the vegeta vegetation Whoa. they eat. So, yeah, much wow. more. Yeah. Red pandas, much more efficient, much more productive, uh, and they poop really fast, too, because their digestive oh, system. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good. Oh, good. Yes. I'm happy for them, honestly. Not yeah, jealous. Yeah, I mean, well, not jealous whatsoever. <laughs> that is funny. I mean, there are, I feel like, humans included, you know, us not being able to uh, process lactate. There are so many things that, you know, creatures aren't technically perfect for in their environment, but they still make do or, you yeah. know, find ways to adapt. Right. Us included, uh, <laughs> soy milk. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it is it is really interesting because you mm -hmm. look at how essentially it's very rare for a carnivore to uh, kind of make that transition to vegetation like the red panda has. Mm -hmm. um, the mm -hmm. fact that the bamboo is so plentiful means that it is it can create these evolutionary niches for animals to exploit. And so even mm -hmm. if it's somewhat inefficient for them to digest it, the fact that there's just so much dang bamboo, it's like they're going to exploit that resource. Yeah, I feel like at that point having uh, – even though only like 17% of it gets digested, it's everywhere. Yeah. So. Yeah. I mean, you yeah. know. Yeah. It's like, uh, you know, McDonald's. Technically, you can't really digest it, but it's everywhere. So. It's everywhere. <laughs> so, of course, I'm going to get myself some <laughs> yeah. nuggets. <laughs> so, red pandas have diversified their diet a little more than the giant panda. They will also eat fruit, acorns, eggs, and even small animals such as birds or small mammals. But they really don't actively sort of like make that a huge part of their diet. It's just kind of opportunistic. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they just mostly like the lazy lifestyle of eating bamboo and sleeping a lot uh, because they need to <laughs> conserve their energy because it's such a such a difficult plant to digest in their little carnivore tummies. <laughs> They're also uh, kind of loners. They're solitary. Uh, cubs will hang out with their moms for a while, but adults will mostly lead solitary lives. And so hmm. in order to mate, uh, they actually need a few tricks in order to enter the dating pool, actually find someone to mate with. One thing they do uh, is make calls. So females will make this adorable sound when they are in the mood for romance that I will play for you right now. And that is called twittering. <laughs> that sounds like a half horse, half goose. <laughs> but cute then on top. Very cute. Very cute horse goose sound that they're making. <laughs> they will also leave piles of 
poop as calling cards for other eligible red panda bachelors or bachelorettes to mm-hmm. find. Remember when I said they actually poop really fast after eating? Uh, those uh-huh. piles of poop are sort of like an indication that they're nearby because, you know, the a fresh pile of poop, hey, you must have been here uh, pretty, right. pretty, you know, recently. So come find me. Yeah. 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 It's like leaving your number around. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. It's like, hey, that, that hot red panda just gave me your poop pile. I think I got a shot. <laughs> oh my God, go get her. <laughs> <laughs> We have to talk about baby red pandas. <clears throat> mm-hmm. It's a necessity. They are extremely mm-hmm. playful and full of energy. So Sarah Glass, a curator of the red panda exhibit at Knoxville Zoo, told Smithsonian Magazine that at six weeks old, red pandas reach the popcorn stage where they will randomly jump around, jump into walls, jump into <laughs> each other. They just at this age, are rambunctious and extremely playful. Aww. Aww. <laughs> They'll also stand up on their hind paws and, like, hold their arms out and then pounce uh, on their, their parents as this kind of, like, a game, uh, which they'll actually do as adults uh, if they are territorial so they mm-hmm. have this kind of like they're they're so cute. They're too cute to fight in a way that's scary. It's just like this standing mm-hmm. and lunging kind of thing to try to intimidate the other uh, red panda away. <laughs> oh man, yeah, it's like try as you might, you yeah. still look like an adorable stuffed animal. <laughs> <laughs> it real, it's like it's. It's really like one of those bro fights, you know, where the bro, where it's a couple of bros and they're like, so mm-hmm. like, you want to go, bro? You want to go? But then they never go. They never really yeah. go. Because they're actually friends, you know, right. deep down. But, yeah. you know, they got to have a little posture. And and like, yeah, bro. Yeah, yeah, I'll go, bro. Yeah. They show each other their like tribal tats and everything. You're like, you know, but they, they're mm-hmm. never, they, their intention is never to really actually go. It's just, you right. know. <laughs> Just to get that uh, holographic Pokemon card that the other one has. <laughs> one weird fact that we know about red pandas that I don't know why we need to know this, but we do, so I'm going to tell you, uh, is that red pandas are the only known non-primate that is able to taste artificial sweetener, Uh which researchers huh. found out because they left out bowls of water sweetened with artificial sweetener versus plain water, and the red pandas preferred the bowls with the artificial sweetener in it. So mm. they can taste artificial sweetener. Well, there goes all my Diet Cokes. Do <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, Diet Little Pandies. <laughs> I hate the taste of uh, asparta. What is it? Aspartame or? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I know my partner, yeah, cannot stand it. Um, Yeah. Yeah, and I think it's a genetic thing where it's, there's a, like, you just have a certain, like, taste receptor that Mm -hmm. can pick up on this kind of aftertaste that tastes kind of nasty. And Mm -hmm. so these researchers are saying there's, like, this genetic aspect in wild animals of whether or not they're able to taste artificial sweetener, just like in humans sometimes our taste buds are kind of different some mm-hmm. people hate the taste of brussels sprouts some people love it and that kind of there's like this difference in the way that we can perceive taste and that's the same thing with animals as well um mm-hmm. but apparently the red pandas love uh aspartame so they can have mine yeah oh there we go <laughs> you know what the world finds a way to balance itself out. <laughs> Golden hates it. Red right. pandas love it. From uh, redhead to redhead, uh, you, you can have my <laughs> Become a part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry with an education from Trinity School of Natural Health. Trinity graduates can empower their communities through natural health principles and techniques, whether they go into practice to guide others toward their wellness goals or open a store to sell their favorite health products. Trinity grads are equipped to change lives. With 19 online programs and flexibility to fit your busy schedule, including the popular Certified Natural Health Professional, you can get the training that helps you turn your passion into a career And here's the best part. You can earn the certification in less than a year. From herbology to naturopathy and health coaching, 
Trinity allows you to make a meaningful difference by helping others live healthier, happier lives. Don't wait any longer to pursue your passion for natural health. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. Hey, this is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude Tanneritos. As a nostalgic voice from your past, I'm here to remind you that amongst the stressful and chaotic existence we live in 2024, you deserve to get away. It's time for a vacation, no matter when you're hearing this. And let me tell you how you'll get there. The 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe. Want to bring the family to the mountains with the Santa Fe's available H-Track all-wheel drive? Well, it's got standard third-row seating and available dual wireless charging pads for the kids who just want to stare at their phone and not talk to you. You know what I mean. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. At Navy Federal, it's been the mission to help the military community for over 90 years. And not just help them, but do everything to make sure they not only grow, but flourish. That's why Navy Federal Credit Union has all kinds of great savings and investment options, like share certificates with sky-high rates. So don't hesitate. Start growing your finances today with a variety of savings and investment options. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. Now we are going to talk about another stunning redhead in the animal kingdom. And this is the red uakari, also known as the bald uakari or the English monkey. Uh, these are new world monkeys uh, who not only have a marvelous red coat, but a bright red face that looks exactly like my face after I've been out in the sun with no sunscreen. Uh, Maggie, do you are you able to like be out in the sun without getting a sunburn? Uh, oh, uh, no, no. Actually, uh, in high school, I was once sunburned by the moon. Uh, wow. Somehow. Moonburned. Um, yes, yes. Uh, very thin skin. Um, wear a lot of hats. Uh, yeah. So, I, yes. I also deeply identify with this monkey that I yeah. just learned existed. <laughs> yes. Yeah, you have to wear sunscreen, folks. You just have to. Yes. It's so important. Yes. Mm-hmm. You don't want to be called Rudolph. <laughs> <laughs> it's also very important for your health. Um, <laughs> but fortunately, these red uakaris are not sunburned. This is their natural pigmentation, and it's totally healthy. And uh, they actually find it very attractive. And so a little bit of info about these monkeys. They are found only in western regions of the Amazon in Brazil and Peru in Varzea forests. And so these are forests that are floodplains near whitewater rivers. And so during the mm. wet season, during the rainy season, these uh, forests will actually flood. The bald uakari is a little monkey. It's just little little dudes. They weigh. Oh, okay. Yeah, they kind of look like when you look at a picture of it, you kind of get the sense that they're kind of mm-hmm. big, but that they're just right, really they're fluffy. fluffy. They're super, sh- huh. they've got this very shaggy fur, but in reality, they're only around eight pounds, um, which is 3.5 wow. kilograms. Um, mm-hmm. They have that really shaggy red coat and a f- stout little tail. So, unlike a lot of primates, <laughs> there are a few primates that have like, you know, no tail, but. Uh, in terms of monkeys, mm-hmm. a lot of monkeys will actually have a long uh, prehensile tail, but these monkeys uh, do have a tail, but it's really stubby. It's um, mm-hmm. it's like it's not so short that it's like a, a bobcat length tail. It's a little longer than that, but it's not as long as typically a monkey's tail would be. And it's also super thick and fluffy. It's adorable. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it looks like a furry beaver tail. (laughs) (laughs) It does. It really does. (laughs) And they, speaking of beavers, they have these very powerful jaws with these intimidating looking bulging fangs. Um, But these are not really used for predation. Their teeth Mm. form a comb that they can use to strip open hard, unripe fruit and pry open uh, the shells of nuts. They love to eat nuts. Uh, That is one of their favorite foods, along with seeds. Uh, Sometimes they'll eat fruit. 
flowers or random stuff they find like animals, tiny animals or bugs. But that's mostly just like, you know, they'll eat it if they find Snacks it. along the way. Yeah, exactly. Mm. Uh, you know, but uh, so during the flooding seasons, they spend all of their time in the treetops completely avoiding the ground because it's full of water <laughs> and they uh, <laughs> don't want to be in there. And so in the dry season, they will sometimes come down from the trees to scavenge for mm -hmm. seeds and other foods, but they they really do prefer to be up in the trees, similar to the mm -hmm. uh, red pandas. Mm -hmm. Unlike the red pandas, however, they are highly social. They live in groups ranging from five. They are highly... <laughs> She's waiting to. <laughs> she, knows. she hears me and she knows. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. They are highly social, living in groups ranging from five members to a hundred, which is. What? Yeah. Can you. You're looking at a picture of one of these beautiful, red faced, bald faced beauties. It's just. Can you mm -hmm. imagine a hundred of them hanging around in the treetops? I cannot, but I can tell you that's a party I would want to be invited to. hundred <laughs> of these guys, yes. <laughs> Sign me up. Do you think they would uh, welcome me as a strawberry blonde, or do you think I'm I'm not? I, I got to... Quite honestly, I, your hair does have the beautiful, like, copper color of their, you know, the fluffiest parts of them. So that's as right. long as you were sunburned, I right. think they might. Yeah, yeah. So one I, of your own. I gotta get a sunburn, which I usually try mm -hmm. not to do to, to avoid skin cancer. But for the monkeys, mm -hmm. maybe I'll do it. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, being red in the face uh, is not actually a sign of anger in these monkeys. This is a permanent coloration, and it's actually an indicator of good health. Monkeys that are sick uh, will often have a more pale, uh, blanched face. Uh, so having that bright red face will make them attractive to mates. Um, mm -hmm. Another thing they do to make themselves attractive to mates, at least the females, will produce their own perfume a uh, scent that they use to attract males. So just, Ooh. you know, like what is she, who is she wearing? She's wearing herself. <laughs> That's beautiful. You know it what? Is. And very deep. It is. She yeah. doesn't need a change for anyone. This no. Yeah, no. exactly. <laughs> um, so even though they're typically like pretty, pretty sociable, they will be territorial. So... A group will claim a territory, and they actually have like a core group of females that don't change territories, and they will be joined by males from that were born in another group. Ah, smart. Mixing up the gene pool. <laughs> well, I mean, it's, it's kind of similar to the way – this happens in various groups of social animals, so it's similar to the way that mm -hmm. lion prides actually work. Uh, in this case, there are actually multiple males that will come live with the females. So it's not like one male mm -hmm. with a bunch of females or, or two, you know, males with a bunch of females. Um, but with lions, typically the females will form sort of this core group that is mm -hmm. relatively stable and the daughters kind of stay uh, and don't disperse. Whereas the males that are born in that group will go off and disperse and start their own pride or join another pride. Mm -hmm. And... Uh, so it's a similar thing with these monkeys, except that the there are multiple males uh, in a group, and uh, they'll you know hang out in this territory. And then when males are born in this group, once they reach maturity, they'll go off and disperse and join uh, a different group somewhere else. Um, mm. And in order to maintain their territory from possible other uh, uakari uh, who want to come in and uh, steal their space. <laughs> They will actually put on aggressive displays, like puffing out their shaggy coats and wagging their little stubby tails and yelling. It's honestly right. it sounds really <laughs> cute. Uh, I'm sure it, it's meant to be intimidating, <laughs> just like the red pandas standing on their hind legs mm -hmm. and like holding their arms out. It's like, yeah, I know, like you're trying to tell me to go away, but it looks like you want a hug. <laughs> right, I just want to scoop you up more. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Do do not do that, but I <laughs> yes. I understand the desire to do so. Uh, 
So much so. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Become a part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry with an education from Trinity School of Natural Health. Trinity graduates can empower their communities through natural health principles and techniques, whether they go into practice to guide others toward their wellness goals or open a store to sell their favorite health products. Trinity grads are equipped to change lives. With 19 online programs and flexibility to fit your busy schedule, including the popular Certified Natural Health Professional, you can get the training that helps you turn your passion into a career and here's the best part. You can earn the certification in less than a year. From herbology to naturopathy and health coaching, Trinity allows you to make a meaningful difference by helping others live healthier, happier lives. Don't wait any longer to pursue your passion for natural health. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. Hey, this is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude Tanneritos. As a nostalgic voice from your past, I'm here to remind you that amongst the stressful and chaotic existence we live in 2024, you deserve to get away. It's time for a vacation, no matter when you're hearing this. And let me tell you how you'll get there. The 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe. Want to bring the family to the mountains with the Santa Fe's available H-Track all-wheel drive? Well, it's got standard third-row seating and available dual wireless charging pads for the kids who just want to stare at their phone and not talk to you. You know what I mean. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. At Navy Federal, it's been the mission to help the military community for over 90 years. And not just help them, but do everything to make sure they not only grow, but flourish. That's why Navy Federal Credit Union has all kinds of great savings and investment options, like share certificates with sky-high rates. So don't hesitate. Start growing your finances today with a variety of savings and investment options. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. This little guy. <laughs> yeah, you're you're a you're a reptile fan, aren't you? I am. Yes, <laughs> I love them. Uh, so yeah, <laughs> uh, this we are talking about a redhead that does not need hair to have a redhead. This is the <laughs> Agama Agama. It is a lizard found in sub-Saharan Africa. Um, it is also known as the red-headed rock agama. So these little mm -hmm. guys are, well, they're not that tiny, but they're not big. So they're around mm -hmm. 13 to 30 centimeters, which is like 5 to 11 inches long. Males are generally larger than the females. Okay, that's bigger than I thought. Yeah, they're, they're not, they're, they're not little tiny, like, um... You know, little tiny lizards you'd find in your garden typically, but yeah, they're they're a little bigger, mm. but they're not huge. Uh, so uh, they are insectivores who use uh, their tongue to. They have like this mucus gland on the end of their tongue <laughs> and like use it to stick on to prey, kind of like um, like a mm. chameleon. Um, but mm -hmm. it, it's a it's a short shorter tongue, so they don't have the same kind of like. Whip-like tongue that a chameleon has. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, it's sticky, so it can uh, trap insects. So uh, the reason it's known as the red-headed rockagama is that dominant males have a bright red head, and uh, they also have this beautiful bright blue body. So females, mm. juvenile males, and subordinate males have more of an olive green coloration. So adult males will have a blue body, but only the dominant males will have this bright red colored head. Wow. And their heads will actually change colors from olive to red if they become the dominant male. Whoa. Yeah. That's wild, right? Yeah. Like the whole visual of an animal changing just because of their position in their community exactly yeah the fact that the politics can actually like you know it, it is kind of funny <laughs> like you know we have uh like you know red and blue colors that are associated with politics and then with these lizards like their heads literally will turn red when they win a political battle <laughs> so the dominant male is known as the cock <laughs> So uh, it is the only one who is able to mate with females. So the cock's mating territory is usually centered around a display rock. 
on which the cock will sit. So the cock sits on the rock. Uh, mm-hmm. and it cock will on the rock. cock on the rock, uh, and it will seduce females by bobbing its head and doing push ups. So, yeah, very, <laughs> very cocky indeed. <laughs> yes, yes, how true to life. <laughs> <laughs> so, subordinate males can only mate if they find their own territory or successfully knock the cock off his rock, fighting him mm. and winning to gain his territory and mating opportunities. The subordinate's head color will then change and he will become the new champion with the red head. Um, And to try to deter subordinate males from trying to take them on, dominant males will do the same kind of tough guy Mm -hmm. push-ups. But in this case, instead of using it to flirt, they're using it to try to threaten these subordinate males. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Uh, uh, Threatening and flirting are two sides of a, of a similar coin. I mean, like, isn't that, it's kind of, you know, when, when someone like flexes, you know, it's like, uh, mm-hmm. look how strong I am. It can be a form of flirtation with people or it can be mm-hmm. like a, you know, threat. Like I'm really strong. Um, so it's like a threat to your your competition, but maybe to someone you're trying to seduce. Uh, it's not. It's like saying, "Hey, check out these. Check, welcome to oh, tickets to the gun them. show." <laughs> 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 so uh, they are able to quickly change the shape of these uh, nanostructures on their uh, skin and the. The, the chromatophores and distribution of the pigmentation to be able to undergo this dramatic, rapid color change. And their color can change not only based on sort of their, you know, uh, position, their dominant position, it mm-hmm. can also be based on temperature, season, mood. So yeah, these are, mm-hmm. <laughs> these are the mood rings of the animal kingdom. Wow. And so does it come from, it comes from like inside the animal as opposed to like an external uh, thing making them change color? Yeah, like they just yeah. just will it in their little hearts? <laughs> yeah, so it's, I mean, it's probably regulated with things like hormones that will trigger mm. this, this change mm-hmm. in, I mean... You think about how, like, when you're embarrassed, right, you blush, mm-hmm. and that is yeah. a physical change that happens on your body, uh, mm-hmm. but it is based on your, your you get a sort of maybe a rush of uh, adrenaline or something, and it makes you flush. It opens up the blood vessels. Now, for these lizards, yeah. it's a different mechanism where it's not so much that they're they're blushing, as it is these mm. these cells that uh, will form the color on their skin will undergo sort of a structural change that changes how the light uh, hits it. And it also can mm-hmm. change these way that the pigmentation is distributed. Uh, these cells are mm. called uh, chromatophores. Um, I don't think as much is known about how these specific lizards, the mechanism works, but there are similar mm-hmm. Mechanisms that happen with, say, like chameleons, and that's how they can mm-hmm. rapidly change their color. So it seems like it's probably a pretty similar mechanism. But yeah, it is it is so fascinating that a a lizard can feel <laughs> like like oh I'm I'm the king of the hill now, and so yeah, now yeah. my face is gonna be red. <laughs> yes, it is something where it is. Not necessarily that they're thinking through, I'm going to turn red now, mm-hmm. but it is a physiological change similar to like if you're maybe scared or like uh, you're watching a thriller or maybe even listening to a piece of music where you can get goosebumps. Uh, so mm-hmm. like that is a physical change on your body that is occurring just from how you're feeling, which is kind of crazy when you think about it. Yeah. Uh, well, it's- Little guys, oh, they're so full of feeling. <laughs> it would be a lot easier to be a therapist if, like, your patients literally like yes. turned the kind of colors that they were feeling. So you can be like, mm-hmm. "Well, okay, so I see that your face mm-hmm. is turning red, um, and your body is turning blue. So, uh... yes. are you a king now? Did you um, <laughs> knock a cock off the rock?" <laughs> So before 
we go, uh, we have to address a very important issue, and that is mm-hmm. the mystery animal sound from last week. Uh, every week, I play a mystery animal sound, and you mm-hmm. out there, the audience, and you, the guests, try to guess who's squawking. And mm-hmm. I, I give you a little hint because I'm not, I'm not mm-hmm. mean. Um, and you will try to guess who is making that sound. It can be any animal. It can be a fish. It can be a mm-hmm. bird. It can be, it can be a, you know, a bear. Anybody doesn't mm-hmm. matter what. Any animal. With that said, uh, I will play for you the sound that we played last week. And here is the hint. When you find out how this sound is produced, I'll bet I could knock you over with a feather. All right, where you're able to hear that little beep boop. Yes. Wow. Well, first of all, that was very relaxing. I felt like I was in a spa. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, context clues. It sounds like it's in a uh, rainforest, hmm. possibly, type biome, maybe. Hmm. Like a toucan? Mm. No. <laughs> okay. Hmm. Okay. That is my pick, though. Yes. Toucan? Well, it's a very, very interesting guess. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that I'm not being, I'm Here's not being so condescending. Nice, <laughs> <laughs> but congratulations to Cheta, Joey P, and Mary Ann D, who all correctly guessed the club-winged mannequin. So Maggie, you're not so wow. far. You got the right general class. Uh, you guessed okay. it's, it's a bird. Wait, <laughs> so you're not too far off. But no, this uh-huh. is not a, not a toucan. It is mm-hmm. the club-winged mannequin. So um, it is much smaller than a toucan. It's actually a mm-hmm. relatively small um, a tropical bird. Uh, it has uh, you. So you did guess correctly that it is in a tropical forest. It's not necessarily a rainforest, but very similar. It's mm-hmm. a cloud forest uh, of Central Ooh. and South America. Mm-hmm. And speaking of redheads today, this little bird has, at least the males, have a bright red head. And uh, they actually are not using their voice to make this sound. This sound is not oh. coming out of their little beaks at all. It is mm-hmm. using its feathers to make that little doot-doot. What? <laughs> okay, you're right. Knock me over the feather. That's wild. <laughs> How would you think a bird would make sound with their feathers, Maggie? Oh, I don't know. I, I wonder if there's some sort of like water on their feathers or some sort of like other element on it to make that noise when rubbed together. Like some kind of like percussive uh and glands. <laughs> some glands. <laughs> yeah. The sound glands of the bird. Right, um, right. Yeah, but it is, I mean, the confusion about it is legit because it is so strange uh, that mm. it would be able to make this sound with its feathers. And it, it took a while for uh, biologists to even figure out that this was not a typical bird call from its syrinx, the, the mm. sort of the voice box of the bird. It is its feathers being vibrated so whoa the, oh yeah cool. the club wing mannequin has these modified flight feathers that feature ridges and they have mm-hmm. another modified flight feather that is really stiff with this curved tip so it actually <gasps> works like yeah like a like a washboard and a spoon And they will shake these feathers at a rate of a hundred times a second. And that will produce that musical sound. Wow. They're shaking their tail feathers. They really are. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, technically, it's actually their wing feathers, but, Mm -hmm. you know. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, it does. It actually, it kind of looks like it's shaking its tail feathers because to do this, it'll actually kind of stick its butt up and then put its Mm -hmm. wings like kind of up behind itself. Uh, It's very cute. And uh, yeah, so it, uh, but the weird thing is that in order to withstand such vigorous shaking, the mannequin has actually evolved solid bones 
So as you may know, Whoa. birds actually have um, hollow bones. Most birds that uh, can achieve flight have hollow hollow bones um, mm-hmm. to allow them to be light enough uh, to be aerodynamic. But the mannequin uh, had to get rid of those hollow bones. Otherwise, when it shakes its wings like a little maraca, <laughs> it breaks its bones. <laughs> so it actually is a really bad flyer, really clumsy, uh, and not. It uh. has traded in its ability to fly gracefully for the ability to be a little, a little, a uh, little maraca. <laughs> <laughs> A fair trade. I mean, that that's pretty impressive. It uh, is. And it's yeah. enough to impress the lady club wing mannequins. And that is really all that matters as long as they can survive predation mm-hmm. and feed themselves. If they can impress the ladies enough, that means they will successfully reproduce. And this becomes a successful case of sexual selection. Mm-hmm. It's like me. I'm a, I'm a bad driver, you know, but, uh, but hey. I traded that in for <laughs> my personality and charm. Exactly. <laughs> you can't have both. You can't be a you good driver and have a personality. They are mutually no. exclusive. I've yet to meet anyone. <laughs> but yeah, so these birds are one of the only known non-insects to use stridulation to produce sound like this. There are other non-insects that do this, but yeah, they, they are rare. Insects mm-hmm. often will do this, like crickets. There are katydids, um, cicadas. A lot of insects mm-hmm. use stridulation. But in terms of non-insect animals, vertebrates, very rare. So this is a special, special bird. So now on to this week's mystery animal sound. Uh, this who's that animal? Who's squawking? Guess who's squawking? <laughs> so this week's hint is this is another redhead with legs that go all the way up. So Maggie, what do you think? Wow, I mean that could be anything from like Tasmanian devil to a howler monkey in my mind. <laughs> uh, wow, actually, maybe some sort of bear, maybe like a sun bear. They're kind of reddish. <laughs> hmm. All right, that's gonna be. I'm gonna go with that bad guess. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, you could be right, or you could be totally mm. wrong, but mm. you will find out next week. On the show next Wednesday, uh, I love to leave a good cliffhanger. Uh, but mm-hmm. Maggie, thank you so much for joining me today. Where can the people find you? Uh, this was so much fun. Thank you for asking me on this very austatious episode. <laughs> I love that new word. <laughs> yes. You know what? Animal new animals are invented all the time. Might as well invent some new words while we're at it. <laughs> uh, yeah, if you want to see me inventing other new words, you can follow me on uh, Twitter, which is just my name, uh, Maggie Mayfish. Um, and yeah, also over on YouTube, uh, I do some fun film analyses, and we just did one on Twin Peaks where we talked awesome. all about red lighting. So <laughs> speaking of redheads. Um, uh, don't they have like a red room in that? Yeah, they do. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, very thematically linked. Um, yes. <laughs> <laughs> we actually do. There, are, We do have a couple episodes um, that cover animal documentaries. So. Ooh. Well, yeah. I'm going to check those uh, out. Let, yeah. let's, get, let's get off this ding pod so I can check those out right now. <laughs> Highly recommend Maggie's channel. Do check that out. And uh, if you think you know the answer to this week's mystery animal sound, you can write to the podcast at creaturefeaturepod at gmail.com. I'm on the internet at other locations as well. On Instagram at creaturefeaturepod. On Twitter at creaturefeetpod. That's F-E-A-T, not F-E-E-T. That is something entirely different. Uh, and thank you guys so much for listening to the show if you're enjoying it and you leave me a rating or a review 
I really do appreciate it. I mean, you could scream to the heavens that you like the show. That would be nice too. But the only way for me to know that you're liking the show is if you do leave a rating or review. And I do read them all and, you know, hang them up, plaster my walls with them. Uh, mm. So, yeah, I, I really appreciate that. And thanks to the Space Classics for their super awesome song, Exolumina. Creature Features, a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts like this one, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or hey, you know what? Let me just be generous and say wherever you get your podcasts. <laughs> heck, heck, wherever you listen to podcasts. See you next Wednesday. Become a part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry with an education from Trinity School of Natural Health. Trinity graduates can empower their communities through natural health principles and techniques, whether they go into practice to guide others toward their wellness goals or open a store to sell their favorite health products. Trinity grads are equipped to change lives. With 19 online programs and flexibility to fit your busy schedule, including the popular Certified Natural Health Professional, you can get the training that helps you turn your passion into a career. And here's the best part. You can earn the certification in less than a year. From herbology to naturopathy and health coaching, Trinity allows you to make a meaningful difference by helping others live healthier, happier lives. Don't wait any longer to pursue your passion for natural health. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex.